Okay, The Talking Book is a 501c3 nonprofit audio publisher of independent literature. We're in Asheville, North Carolina, and because we're a nonprofit, we depend on donations from our listeners and supporters of independent publishing. So if you want to get involved, go to thetalkingbook.org. That's thetalkingbook.org. You can join our Patreon, uh, or you can come to Asheville and hang out with us, and we can record your book. We record books for authors and publishers. We'll make your audiobook. That's what we do. Hit us up. Uh, anyway, thanks so much for your support. Here's the show. Love ya. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Talking Book Podcast. My name is Chris Hartram, host of the Talking Book Podcast. On this show, we play excerpts, interviews, and readings uh, from the world's greatest authors. Uh, I hope everyone is safe and healthy uh, and happy as they can be, uh, doing your best out there. Um, I know that everyone's doing their best, the people I know, for the most part. Um, I know we can. Um, I have nothing else to say except that today I have a reading from a Mr. Brad Phillips. Brad is a well-known artist and is the author of Essays and Fictions from Tyrant Books. Brad is a nice person to talk to. Uh, I love reading Brad's work, and I very much like his new stuff, which you, were, you will hear uh, in just a few moments. Brad has been working on a novel provisionally titled The True Story of YouTube, The True Story of John Lang and the Hollywood ESP Cult, or The True Story of the History Channel. Uh, it's great. It's a, it, it, the, what you're about to hear is great. You'll probably like it a lot. If you do, uh, let me know. Hit me up. Uh, this book will come out from Tyrant Books sometime next year. It's a novel. Uh, here's an excerpt read for you by Brad Phillips. The following is an excerpt of my first novel, provisionally titled The True Story of YouTube, or the true story of John Lang and the Hollywood ESP cult, or... Oh, fuck, here we go. Do it again again. The following is an excerpt of my first novel to be published by Tyrant Books in 2021, provisionally titled The True Story of YouTube, The True Story of John Lang and the Hollywood ESP cult, or the true story of the History Channel. If it was a dream I had it that night, Jamie and I parked in a truck stop and slept in our car. I went to the bathroom just after midnight. This is not part of the dream. Jamie and I parked in a truck stop and I slept in our car. I went to the bathroom just after midnight. This is part of the dream. When I opened the door, it wasn't a bathroom. It was a 12 by 12 foot room with unburnished aluminum walls and an unburnished aluminum floor and ceiling. In the center was an unburnished aluminum chair in which Gabe was sitting. He looked as he did the night I saw him last. His head was mostly off and his intestines were in his lap and on the floor. He provided the only color in the room. It smelt like burnt rubber and scorched oil. He was smiling at me. He motioned for me to sit on the ground in front of him, which I did. 
On the floor, blood and viscera move slowly towards me like lava. I scooch backwards like a baby so it wouldn't touch me. His mouth opened, or his mouth was already open, but became more open. Hey, buddy, he said. Hey, Gabe. Jamie is beautiful and hot, he said. Thank you, Gabe. I want to be the only white person in a Korean dance club, he said. I want to be high on drugs and smoking and feel the heat of lithe bodies, both male and female. I want to get lost in the beat. I want to be unfamiliar with the language being spoken around me. I want to be lost in the club the way I'd be lost in the world, since I don't know and have never been to Korea. Okay, I said. I want to get married to a woman. Then I want to leave that woman and tell her it's for her sake, which it would be. Then I want to steal an American muscle car and drive across America. During my trip, I want to have sex with waitresses and women I meet at gas stations and rebellious girls in small towns smoking weed under bridges and prom queens with dark secrets. I want to be inside of America like I was inside my mother. I smiled at him and he smiled back. Do you like this story so far, he said. Yes, Gabe, please go on. I want to be a son with parents who truly love me. I want to disappear in the night and have them worry I was abducted. I want to never contact them again, even though it would comfort them so much and be easy for me to do. I want to go on a bank robbing spree. I want to use a real gun. I want to threaten people with violence, and I want to shoot people. I want to maim people, and I want to kill one person. After I fire my weapon and someone is hurt, there will be a remarkable silence in the bank. Then someone will scream a scream louder than any sound ever recorded or heard. Really, Gabe, I said. I want to go to that famous zoo in San Diego. I want to wait for a disgustingly obese British family to appear in front of the tiger enclosure. If the dad is wearing a golf shirt or football jersey that's slightly too small so that the bottom of his stomach is visible, I will approach the family. If the children look bored, I will wait for another family. If the children look happy, I want to push the man over the railing into the enclosure. I want to look his children in the eyes while everyone screams. I want to walk away not knowing if he's rescued or eaten. I want to be a farmer in Laos in the 8th century and eat my dinner with my family quietly. We won't speak, but not because anything is wrong. Do you have any questions, Bobby? he asked. No, Gabe. I want to be a scorpion and spend days on end in a dark crevice waiting for the rash-covered ankle of some stupid hiker to appear. I want to then sting that hiker on their ankle and follow them until they collapse. I want to crawl onto their chest and look them in the eyes. I want to grow increasingly large as they become closer to death, so that by the time they expire I am eight feet high, like a scorpion from a Japanese horror movie about scorpions. I want to go to an old couple's home in a remote town in California, like Wairika or Yolo, where nothing bad ever happens. I want to walk through the, f the open front door of their home, go straight to their kitchen without speaking and pour myself a glass of milk. I want to sit at their dining room table and ask them to come sit with me. I want them to fear something terrible is going to happen. Then I will ask them to tell me about their lives, particularly the romantic parts and the parts that bring them joy, like their grandchildren. 
I want to ask them specific details about their garden, what they grow, and do they have any special tricks to make their garden flourish. I want to know they're scared and feel a strong awareness of how reasonable that is. Then I want to thank them for the milk, wash my glass, put it on their drying rack, and leave the way I came. I want that experience to be a story they tell for the rest of their lives, so that I have a place in that family's history. Are you bored, he asked me. No, Gabe. What do you want, Bobby? You know what, Gabe. Say it. I can't. Say it. I can't. Faggot. Please don't say that, I said. I want to be on television, but in shows from the past. I want to be on the Mary Tyler Moore show and Archie Bunker and Roseanne and Cheers. I want to be on those shows because I will feel safe. I would feel safer inside of any television show from the past than I would out in the world. When the actors are done filming, I want to stay behind in the reality of the program. I want to clean Sam Malone's bar during the middle of the night while all the characters are at home in Boston sleeping and all the actors are at home in Los Angeles sleeping. In the morning, I want to appear from nowhere when the bar opens and be one of the extras you see drinking but never hear speaking. When the final episode airs on March 20th, 1993, I want to eat a bottle of Valium, set the bar on fire, and try fruitlessly to masturbate, visualizing Kirstie Alley having cocaine blown up her ass by a personal assistant, which is something that really happened. I want to die inside of Cheers. I want to miss Fraser Crane and hate that I never saw Lilith naked. I want to die regretting all the things I never got to do with characters from television, like punch Jerry Seinfeld in his stupid mouth or spoon with Mary Tyler Moore, feeling so proud of her as she drifts off to sleep. I want to be consumed with television regret as I die inside of television. There is not enough time in this life to be who you want to be. You have to just be one person, and in being that one person, you have to sacrifice so much, and this is the most horrible part of being alive. I am just Gabe. I am also Gabe with dozens of other narratives I can never realize, because I was placed in an unfairly restrictive construct at birth one that prevents me from exploring my true nature. I can't murder someone, and that's wrong. I can't fuck a high school cheerleader after subtly appearing in town driving a sweet Trans Am, and that's wrong. The cruelest thing God ever did wasn't creating us, it was imbuing us with desire. Life is the most enormous compromise we're forced to make, and for that reason I hate God. The longer I've been alive, the more horrible a person I've become. This is true for almost all people, but nobody wants to say it or admit it to themselves because most people are pathetic chicken shits. You especially, Bobby, you don't want to say it. I don't respect you because you handcuff yourself, you gag yourself, you blindfold and bind yourself. You are a coward. If I could, I'd spit in your face, but you can see how my mouth isn't working properly. That hurts, Gabe. I wish you hadn't said that. Your sister is hot and cool, he said. You make me sick. Why are you so angry? You sound like a fucking psycho. I'm not angry. You know me. I'm Gabe. I share my dope, and I crack jokes, and I'm casual, laid back and easy. You don't sound that way, I said. Well, you're the one who made me up. This isn't me. This is you. To be honest, yeah, this sure doesn't sound like me, that stuff I said. I don't know why you see me that way, now that I think about it. 
Goodbye, Gabe. When I woke up, if I did, Jamie was sleeping with her head against the window. Her mouth was open slightly, and she was drooling. I wanted to wet my finger on her bottom lip. I smashed my face against the steering wheel, which made the horn go off. Then Jamie woke up, if she was asleep, and I left the dream, if it was a dream. Okay, there it was. I hope you enjoyed that. I did. If you like this, what you just heard, go to thetalkingbook.org and get his audiobook um, or the print book. It's called Essays and Fictions by Brad Phillips. Uh, the audiobook was narrated by the great John Layden, uh, and I think you'll really like it. Um, the Talking Book, that's us. Uh, you heard Brad Phillips. He's great. We are an independent nonprofit audiobook publisher uh, and recording studio located in Asheville, North Carolina. If you'd like to read for this show um, or maybe even uh, have us record your book, hit us up at thetalkingbook.org. Um, thanks as always to Dave Burr for editing this show, as well as Keegan Grambois, Chris Oxley, Scott McClanahan, and Alex Sturgis for the music that you've heard and you're about to hear. Um, I love you all no matter what happens. Uh, I'm Chris Hartram. Thanks to Brad Phillips. Thanks for listening to this show. I love you. Like a bishop who has forsaken sympathy Chasing sister squares I was lit Before I knew that you were there Like an angel Who has forsaken certainty Sleeping in the square I was lit